Hey everybody, Ryman here, your wayward podcast host, back after a little bit more than a month, and you may be wondering why it's been so long. I may be even wondering the same myself. It's been a bit of an up and down month, and so I'm recording this and releasing this podcast here Not as one of the conventional episodes of Redeeming Disorder, but as a bit of an aside to say what's up, say what's going on, and to make sure that I'm staying committed in this podcast to the thing that's most important to me in this podcast, which is staying real. So when I record intros, when I record outros, I do edit them. You know, I don't want to release 100% of what I say. Maybe I go on a riff or a tangent and cut that out. Maybe I edit out some blank space when I'm thinking of what to say to make things move along a little more speedy. And today I'm not doing that. I'm just turning this mic on, starting to record, and talking. And so you're going to hear the bumps, you're going to hear the pauses, you're going to hear all of it, because I want to let you know what's going on with me and what's going on with the podcast and where the podcast is going. Nowhere really crazy. It's just getting back on track. But uh, let you know a bit about why it got off track, why I stopped releasing episodes every week, and try to redeem Redeeming Disorder. So, where to begin? (laughs) This might be where you hear one of those pauses I mentioned where I think of what to say. I have been having a hard time with the state of the world and feeling everything that's going on especially as I do more and more work with meditation, with plant medicine, ayahuasca, opening up, becoming more intuitive, becoming more connected to the collective and what we're all feeling. What a world. And it's kind of tough to feel it all and just be in it. And it's kind of tough to motivate myself to do a podcast where I'm not interacting a ton with the audience. I'm not on social media. And it's a lot easier to just sit around and to do something like smoke weed. So I mentioned previously on the podcast that I had fallen into that habit in 2020. I had stopped and I fell back into smoking weed daily in this past month or so. It's not as if that's why I stopped releasing podcasts. There have been times where I've been smoking and releasing podcasts, but weed makes it a lot easier to cope with how things are going in the world, because it makes me numb to everything I'm feeling from outside, more just centered on myself, more calm and chill and content to uh, not be as productive as I'm capable of being. And to be honest with you all, I feel like I've been maybe 1%, 2% as productive as I'm truly capable of being in the past more than just a month, more than just a year, in the past three four years, pretty much as long as I've been on the spiritual path I've been on. It's been hard to write my book. It's been hard to do my master's program expediently. I have been doing it, but it's taken a lot longer than expected. I still have to write the thesis for it. And here I am on one of those tangents that normally I might cut out of a podcast, but the short of it is, uh, Through March of this year, I saw that I was falling down from the highs of ayahuasca and back into some old, familiar, unfortunate patterns, smoking weed every day. And so I realized I needed to put a stop to that. And so on April Fool's Day, I did. 
It's been a week now that I haven't been smoking, and no, that's not an April Fool's joke. (laughs) April Fool's Day is when I did a little bit of a personal reset. I went into a dark room meditation retreat. For three days, I just meditated and slept in a room that was pitch black and dark. And uh, dark room retreats, I've talked about this in a few episodes on the podcast, but maybe you haven't heard those episodes. Dark room retreats are very conducive to this kind of spiritual work and to meditating and recentering and resetting the nervous system. And it was a really ideal way to kind of get back on track. And uh, yeah, the meditation was good. There was some interesting stuff that happened, some visionary experiences and things that surprisingly, maybe to you, uh, are common when people do darkroom retreats for long enough. But I only did it for three days, so nothing too crazy happened. But also for five days, I fasted. So that's always a good way to recenter. And hey, if I'm coming off of weed, uh, it's a pretty good time because for the first few days, I wasn't hungry anyway. And so I just broke that fast recently couple days ago. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm certainly not what I could be. I'm not at full speed or anywhere close to it. It's going to take probably a year or two to get there because of some health issues I've been dealing with, which I'll tell you about. But I am getting better every day. I'm feeling more like myself, feeling more productive, feeling more capable and feeling more uh, game to get back in the podcasting game. So for better or worse, I'm doing that haphazardly here, recording this little monologue. And uh, I'll be doing that to the best of my ability once again every week. That's a commitment I made before that I haven't followed through on 100%, but I want to. And so every Thursday, starting next Thursday, next Thursday, I'm going to release the interview I promised you on the last episode with Michael McRae. It's an interview with a woman named Nicole Moore who experienced a natural disaster and had to deal with the mental health mental health ramifications of that. So that's coming next week, and every subsequent every subsequent <laughs> see what happens when I don't edit. Every subsequent week, I'll be releasing an episode, and you'll kind of hear me as I go through the uh, hopefully upward trajectory I'm now on of healing and getting my health together and, uh, you know, dealing with uh, the stuff I've been dealing with in my jaw. I've mentioned it as well on the podcast, but you may not remember. I've been struggling with chronic pain in my jaw for quite a while. In 2012, I guess it's it's when it started. Um... I noticed shifts in my mouth and my teeth not fitting together correctly. And uh, the book that I've kind of pimped out on this podcast and mentioned ad nauseum, Breath, is uh, pretty relevant to how our mouths and jaws have shrunk and weakened, respectively, how that has encroached on our nasal passages and caused us to mouth breathe and become the root of many health issues, for instance, sleep apnea maybe even the root of a lot of anxiety. Who knows? Um, But that book put into context a lot of what I was noticing in the shifts in my jaw. You know, a lot of kids now, because of the... hmm, I don't want to necessarily just give you a summary of this book right now, but the short of it is that 
there's been a disevolution in uh, humanity as a result of us industrializing and processing food so much, eating soft processed foods, crappy foods, not chewing as much as our ancestors did, getting weaker jaws as a result, and our mouth shrinking as a result of that, encroaching on our nasal passages, creating a whole host of problems. And uh, orthodontics actually haven't helped very much. We tend in orthodontics, or we have tended to remove teeth and allow the mouth to shrink even more. So, you know, if you look at skulls of humans 300 or more years ago, they all have all their wisdom teeth coming in straight with no need to be removed. And actually all their teeth are straight, no dental issues. And all of the crowding and the issues we see today it's not natural. It's a result of this disevolution. And even today, actually, it's even worse. A lot of kids are not even getting wisdom teeth at all because we've adapted to our mouths being too small for them. Me, actually, included. I, uh, I got three out of four wisdom teeth, got them removed, but one never came in. So anyway, that's my rambling way of saying that I am a part of this mass scale disevolution on our mouths and on our jaws, and it doesn't necessarily hinder everyone. But for me, it has. And so after I noticed this shift in 2012, nothing happened imminently. But in uh, 2014, I started noticing my jaw clicking and popping. Things weren't fitting together right. I started getting in chronic pain with my jaw. So I saw a dentist to try and figure out what to do. I got a night guard that didn't quite do it. So then I started wearing an orthotic, a plastic device that allows my teeth to fit together. And that was a nice band-aid that relieved a lot of the pain. It gave me a comfortable bite, but then it also made me attached and tethered to this piece of plastic that I had to wear in my mouth all the time. I wore it on Survivor Cambodia, actually, fun fact. Um, so from 2015 to through 2020, I wore that orthotic. It was a band-aid for me, but it never resolved the root issue of my jaw issues. And... Maybe coincidentally, just funnily enough, after my ayahuasca retreat this past January, my orthotic broke. I left it out, someone stepped on it, and so this thing that I was wearing 24-7 for five, six years uh, was gone. <laughs> and I had to live without an orthotic. And sure, I could have gone to a dentist and gotten another orthotic and done the same thing all over again. Uh, which is painstaking because it's not just getting the orthotic, it's adjusting the orthotic on such a minute level week after week after week and then the jaw shifts and you adjust it again and the jaw shifts again and you adjust it again. And I've spent like certainly many hundreds, uh, probably not thousands, but hundreds of hours in dentist's office getting these adjustments and uh, dealing with my jaw. But by the time my orthotic broke in 2021, January, I had already read breath. I had an intuition that uh, the orthotic was kind of a band-aid and there were root issues that I could resolve uh, at the root rather than just managing the pain. So I saw an orthodontist that was mentioned by the author of the book Breath. And he's an orthodontist uh, here in California who specializes in expanding the arch, giving you more room to have your tongue in the proper position in your mouth, to swallow correctly, which, by the way, where's your tongue right now? Don't adjust it or try and put it where you think it should be. Just notice, where is it? 
if it's on the bottom of your mouth, like it is for most people, then on some level, you too are a victim of this uh, disevolution and this bad pattern in our mouths. We're supposed to have our tongues on the roofs of our mouths, and our tongue is supposed to be the seal for our throat in order to properly nose breathe. So if you feel on the roof of your mouth the ridges that are there, the frontmost ridge, that's where the tip of your tongue is supposed to be. And not only that, but the back of your tongue is supposed to come up and touch the roof of your mouth behind that, creating that seal. So this is uh, you know, not the case for most of us uh, who live in this culture and who uh, have... Uh, been suffering from this uh, this trend that's resulted from processing food and the industrialization of food. So I decided to see that orthodontist and I am going to wear adult braces uh, with him in order to expand that arch. But even before I do that, he mentioned this about the tongue and that I need to move my mouth to the proper position. And so I was referred to another doctor who, with whom I'm doing something called orofacial myofunctional therapy and learning how to swallow correctly, position my tongue correctly, work my mouth correctly. It's pretty intensive. It's uh, over an hour every day of exercises I'm doing for my jaw to rewire these patterns. And uh, it's, a, it's a grind. It's... <laughs> It's not something that can shift overnight. It's not something that can shift even over a couple weeks. So I've been doing that uh, pretty much since you last heard me on Redeeming Disorder, since roughly February. And it's coming along. But as I make these shifts, there's uh, even more chronic pain that comes with changing this because you change one thing and the whole body follows. Like I just had an appointment with an osteopathic doctor, an osteopath which is a doctor that specializes in uh, looking at the body holistically. And uh, this holistic look at health, I think, is really critical to where we go for our health now because we're in a pretty defunct uh, situation for our health. I'm talking collectively. Obviously, you might be perfectly healthy, but American health is quite poor. And I think a lot of it is the compartmentalization of the body, you know, having specialists who look at each body part and not looking at the body as a whole in conjunction and specialists in mental health as well, not looking at the connection between mind and body, not looking at uh, the dimensionality of things, favoring the categories and the diagnoses and the labels and the problem and solution, diagnosis and prescription paradigms. So these paradigms have their place. I'm not just bashing them. You know me, I'm full of nuance, probably more nuance than you like, so much nuance that it's boring, but nuance is necessary because the situation's complicated. And uh, yeah, basically Americans suck at, <laughs> at uh, chronic pain and at looking at health holistically. And so I've been on this journey of trying to do that, not only with mental health and with what I share on this podcast, but with physical health and with my jaw. And I talk about this at length with my jaw, not because I think it's super practical for a majority of you. Probably most of you aren't having these exact struggles, but some of you might be. And I honestly just feel compelled to share this stuff because it's been such a frustrating, hard, long journey for me with my jaw, trying to find answers and trying to figure out, you know, why this is happening, why it's uncomfortable for me to talk, why 
if I'm at a party talking loudly, or even if I'm recording a podcast talking at length, uh, my jaw starts to hurt. Um, and so I'm getting those answers. I'm starting to do the work required to heal, but it's going to take time. I'm going to be doing this orofacial myofunctional therapy for the next year. I'm going to have it all braces for a year to a year and a half. And so, uh, <laughs> Hopefully, sticking to my commitment of releasing podcasts every week, you're going to hear the process. You're going to hear my voice change, my intonation, and my, probably not my cadence, but my, uh, uh, I don't know, resonance. I don't know what the word is. You're going to hear shifts, and hopefully for the better, as I get more comfortable. And uh, it's all just a part of this kind of bare bones phase of redeeming disorder in which I'm you know, slowly building this into the podcast it's becoming and slowly becoming the podcaster and writer and speaker that I'm becoming. So where am I? I just threw a lot at you. I slept like two hours last night, so I don't even remember if I already mentioned that. I don't think I did. Yeah, I slept like two hours last night, which sadly is not atypical because these chronic pains often keep me up. It's not unusual for me to spend like three, four hours just lying in bed trying to sleep in jaw pain, back pain, neck pain. Oh yeah, that's where I was going like <laughs> five minutes ago. I was uh, I was saying that these jaw things, these mouth things, they ripple through the body. It's all interconnected. Often people discover they have what I have, TMJD or disorder in the TMJ, temporomandibular joint of the jaw. They discover it because they come in with like a pain in their foot and they realize that their foot's in pain because of postural changes in the lower body, because of postural changes in the upper body, because of uh, the body trying to adapt to the imbalances in the jaw. So it's all connected, whether you're talking about the body as a whole or whether you're talking about the mind-body connection and the connection between mental and physical health. I see it all as very connected. And so, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite tired right now. And as you might be able to hear, it's been somewhat of a struggle. And something like weed is just such an easy way to make the chronic pain okay for a little bit to... <sighs> step outside of it and and feel better but i can't do that anymore it made me unmotivated it made it hard to get the wheels moving with my book and it uh, ultimately isn't a path forward to fixing the root of my health issues and to giving you what i want to give you which is my best work and truly making a difference in helping your mental health the mental health of others and creating this space of redeeming disorder where we can talk vulnerably, be real, talk for whatever it's been, 20 minutes now, unedited, and just speak from the heart and say what's going on. That's what I'm trying to do now so as to not be a hypocrite when I ask guests to do that because it's it's an inspiration to me whenever guests do that and all the people who have been on this podcast and are willing to do that to total strangers just to put their story out on the line it's it's so meaningful to me and i know it's meaningful to plenty of you from the reviews that i've seen and i love reading those if you want to write a review uh be my guest although i'm definitely not gonna pander too hard for reviews right now when i haven't released a podcast in a month but i read one recently that said uh there's so much to learn from people when you listen to them at their most vulnerable 
And it warmed my heart to hear that or to read that because that is the central tenet of the podcast I'm trying to create. A podcast which values that vulnerability and um, emphasizes that when we're vulnerable, our humanity comes out and people can relate to it. You know, it's not some polished posturing thing trying to give you an impression of me being a certain way. It's real. It's the truth. And what's real right now is that a lot of us are struggling. A lot of us have mental health challenges or physical challenges or both. And there are a lot of unskillful ways to cope, certainly in our, you know, hyper pharmaceutical medical system and in our culture of distraction and painkillers and even something like weed, even something like weed, which is nowhere near as bad as alcohol or other drugs in theory can become a problem. And it has for me, but I'm a week out of the weeds now and I feel confident I'm saying that for the last time because I, I made a commitment on April 1st, not only to stop weed, but all consciousness-altering substances. After this ayahuasca retreat, I realized I need a break from all of this, not because ayahuasca isn't an amazing medicine and tool, not because psychedelics aren't awesome. I think they are, but I also think I did a ton of them in 2019, 2020, and then you know January 2021. And... I got a lot of messages, I got a lot of insight, and a lot of that insight was just, hey, write, sit your ass down and write your book. And I think it's time now to have a phase of integrating what I've learned from psychedelics and acting on it and just getting back to basics and getting my life together. <laughs> that sounds a little melodramatic, but just getting basic routines and consistency down. And this podcast is such a boon for consistency. It's given me a sense of enjoying my work again and getting some kind of uh, feedback, albeit not that much, not being on social media, but getting some kind of at least um, reward of just the the dopamine of posting an episode and knowing people will benefit from that. It's It's hard with a book knowing I'm creating this massive project that's pay, the payoff of it is all at the end. And I don't get to feel that payoff along the way, so I just have to grind. And so doing this podcast, in contrast to weed, has made it easy to grind and more enjoyable to grind and to do this work. And so I'm going to get back on track and keep doing it. And that's pretty much all I'm telling you with this long monologue is that Redeeming Disorder is back. I'm going to try and redeem it and get consistent with it again next week. The interview with Nicole Moore is coming your way. And I'm trying to see if there's anything I missed or forgot to say. Uh, nope. That's it. This is this one-off episode of Redeeming Disorder, if you can call it that. Redeeming, Redeeming Disorder, in which I'm just here to tell you that I'm still working on this. I'm still... Uh, fully intending to release podcasts every Thursday, every week for you. I have many more good ones to come. I'm going to be conducting new ones. I wish I could do it more in person and less on Zoom, but hey, this is the world we're living in. So I, I put out some feelers recently and have some exciting new prospects for interviews that uh, I haven't even reached out to the people yet, but I'm about to. And so some new interviews, more of the interviews from 2018 and 2019, that I recorded when I was traveling around talking to people in person. 
It's all coming your way, and I appreciate you staying along for the ride. Maybe it'll be fewer of you along for the ride now after this gap, but we're going to keep going and keep going until it's time to finally release this book. Can't wait for that day. But I can, actually, and I have to. So I'm going to wait as I improve my health, as I do these things that will get me from 1% or 2% to at least over 50%, someday 100%, and get me capable of delivering to you the value I know I'm capable of delivering to you. And these conversations and my perspectives and so much more. So it means a ton to me that you're listening to this even still now and that you care and that you're along for the ride. So this is my commitment. Okay. (laughs) Remembering how to speak. So this is just my commitment to you to keep that ride going, to make it as valuable as possible, to keep it real, and always be real myself in the way I hope guests of this podcast are real. And that's it. I hope you have a great week and looking forward to redeeming redeeming disorder. Have a great week.